Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of October 14th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. Now in video. Now with video. So that is something we are debuting. Uh, yeah. Luckily, this... uh, Discord had a complete fucking meltdown, so we, yeah, we were so... forced to innovate. <laughs> yeah, we we they forced our hand. It took a few minutes, but uh, I don't know if this is going to stay around or if it's going to, you know, yeah. who knows. Uh, but... We'll see what happens. Um, but getting into the show, uh, the podcast version of the show, if you guys on the podcast do want to join us live, we record pretty much every Sunday, uh, usually between uh, like 11 a.m. and 1 uh, p.m. So right. feel free to join us for uh, the Mammoth Games cast, uh, just the weekly show here, to run down all the weekly news and uh, upcoming games and whatnot. Um, so let's get into that. We always start with what we're talking about, or what we're playing. Um, so what have you been playing? Yeah, so um, I did finish up uh, Gears 5. Uh, these eagle-eyed listeners on the uh, live cast here will already know. I have a little bit of an opinion on that. But um, it, it just overall, it was too long. And they continue to end on a cliffhanger. And I just don't mm-hmm. think that's necessary, like... Um, Gears 3 was like the only satisfying game to beat and Gears 1 had it to an extent because they didn't know if they were going to get a sequel right but um, is it, like Gears 4 kind of got roasted because it was like a 5 hour game and um, you know people were able to just kind of crush through it really quickly um, so it's it is kind of odd that like they really stretched the game way out, but they didn't take the criticism of, you know, people basically saying, like, the, the cliffhanger doesn't really work. They had, like, a giant, like, something that I guess they assumed was, like, a twist that you already know as the player. It was, like, a twist for the um, characters, I guess, to mm-hmm. live through, but it was something that you already knew if you played the previous game. So it was, it was very strange overall. Um, huh. I really don't know what they were trying to go for there. But uh, it was, I mean, like we said before, like, this is a game where they really know, like, they have their controls, like, you know, tweaked to basically to perfection. Um, It's just like, it, it makes the game really easy to bitch and moan about because the only thing to talk about is the lackluster story. Like, I can't just be like, uh, it's visceral. You know what I mean? Like they, right? They just did a really good job on the controls. There's nothing to say. Like it's good. I have no complaints. You know. So, I don't know. It's it's okay. it's kind of weird. I mean, it, it it's one of those things where you end up coming off way more negative than you mean to, just because it's like, what else is there to say? Like you can't. Like the entire conversation is controls are fine. Everything else needs work. <laughs> you know. But it's yeah, a game it, that's meant to be controls, like. Yeah, yeah, this game is mostly, like, mechanical. It's right. not It's not even, like... At this point, it should just be, like, almost a Call of Duty game. They could... It should just be, a, you know... Yeah. I don't know if story is really something that they should be focusing on. Even though... I've played was probably all the, the biggest, Yeah, biggest yeah. complaint previously. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, it's, it's something where it's, like, I'm very conflicted on it. Like, I'm sure this, there's people out there that only play like battlefield or call of duty like story mode and then don't do the multiplayer or at least multiplayer is not their main like drive 
Right. Um, that's how I am with these games. I really do not like the um, multiplayer. I just don't think there's anything interesting going on there. Um, and I, you know, if they removed the multiplayer, I would just never play a Gears game again. So I guess they got me on that. If they, really, you mean remove the single player? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they had only multiplayer, I wouldn't be interested. Right. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is kind of rough because it, is, it very much feels like a game that we want. Um, like, it feels like this game where they had a, like, an idea, and then the idea ran its course, and they were mm-hmm. out. And then now they're, like, just trying to figure out how to make that idea interesting again. Yeah, and it really is, like, you know, you could take this and tell, like, a totally different story. You could move to, like, a different time period. But they just, they really wanted to be like, but what happened to their kids? And it's just not interesting. Yeah. You know, not, it's, not something we care about. And they're definitely trying to lead into a third game of this series, like a Gear 6. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, dude. Like, I would have to, it's something that I wouldn't want to get re- play right away. Like, I would have to hear that, hey, they did a really good job wrapping this up. Because as of right now, it's very odd and there is like i'm not going to spoil it but there is a big event that takes place like you have to make a choice and that choice affects like who is alive at the end of the game and i don't know if you would be able i don't know how they'll do the sequel to that they'll just have to write both of the characters out or they'll pick the dominant choice right maybe they'll pick the most common choice that everybody did but then that ruins your playthrough because it's like oh well i saved that guy but he's dead now well I mean, they could mass affect it and say, you know, who is it, Ashley or who's the other dude? Uh, Kaiden. Kaiden, yeah. Yeah, where it's like you just have to, you just have to choose. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, Yeah. you just have to like the game just at some point says like, hey, who did you choose to save? Like, uh, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it's a very odd choice because they, you know, Gears has never done like a big story defining choice before. It's mm -hmm. always like. It gets a game on rails. I mean, you're there for their crafted story that they made for you to play. So, right, uh, it's a very strange choice. Weird. Cool. Uh, so, what else you been uh, checking out and getting into? Yeah, aside from that, I did get the chance to check out uh, John Wick Hex. Um, I've been playing a lot of like, there's like stuff I just always have on in the background. Like, I'm always playing Tropico, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing really interesting to say about it. So, uh, definitely wanted to check out John Wick Hex. Um, I did the first zone, I guess. It's sort of like, um, you'll start in like a small, you know, it'll have like a story cut scene of what's going on in the background while John Wick is doing his missions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it will kind of show you like, okay, here's this region. Like you're infiltrating this like Chinese restaurant basically. So like you start in the street and then you get into the alleyway and then you go around the back of the building and then you bust into the front of the building and then you go into the boss fight and it's over so like right um that's kind of the pattern they're going for i guess nice i mean it it looks good this is probably what i'm gonna do after this uh after we get through with our you know our shows here um but yeah uh it's i mean it, it looks really cool i like what they're doing um how does the how does the combat feel it's cool um you're primarily it's kind of 
um, similar to like the BattleTech game, where you're like moving around on a grid and then taking actions, but it's it's very like time based. So you actually see on screen at all times like a timeline bar. So you can see like if you take a step and then you see an enemy and it's like, okay, I'm gonna take a shot at them, but then you can tell it's like, oh shit, they'll be able to shoot first. So I need to do something else, like maybe duck behind a barrel or try to do a roll out of the way so they have a reduced chance to hit or something. Right. Um, it's really cool. They have like an extra resource basically that's called focus. So um, you have like bullets, right? So you'll occasionally have to reload. You have health. You'll occasionally have to bandage yourself to like heal, and that takes a big chunk of time. And then you have focus, which allows you to do like melee attacks basically. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing the bars down there at the bottom showing. Yeah, uh, your stats or your consumables, yeah. really. Yeah, it, it looks like it's all just consumable. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And how do you regain focus just by time? Yeah, you just kind of take a moment to like center yourself, basically. Okay. And then the handguns, cool. pretty much all ammo, health is just how much damage you've taken. Nice. Right, and you can like a, a very good thing is that. Sometimes you'll go to take a shot at somebody, but they're going to be able to shoot first, and you don't want to take that damage. So if they're the only one, you can just throw your gun, uh-huh. and it like hits them and stuns them, and you run up and punch them and kill them. And then at the end of missions, as we're seeing here, uh, you can hit a replay mission, and it will kind of run through and... Um, kind of like a video of what you did. Yeah, it'll, it'll give you like a rundown, like, okay, here's what you did. And it's like super cool. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. So, yeah, I definitely plan on checking that out. Maybe we can talk uh, a little bit more about that next week or something. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anything else that you've been getting into? Or is there anything you plan on getting into coming up? Oh, man. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff I'm trying to dive into. Um, let's see. I just downloaded a couple games on uh, Steam. Trying to get into Enhanced Edition of Baldur's Gate. Oh, I've been nice. playing a lot of... Um, isometric rpgs of the like the Baldur's gate style yeah but um i haven't been able to really get into one like pathfinder kingmaker i'm just not it like (sighs) very early on it does this thing that i'm not a fan of so i've been kind of not really been able to get super into that like there's like a massive difficulty spike out of nowhere basically and that's single player right or is that yeah all these are single player yeah i was gonna say if that one's multiplayer maybe Maybe I can pick it up and we can try it out, but... No, I don't think they've implemented Let me... I'll do some searching on that. But, um, you know, I'm definitely... I'm trying to get some prep work in before, uh, basically... Um, the holiday? The uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming along. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's like... These are the types of games that you would think I'd be all over. Like, very ar- hardcore story, RPG focus and everything, but I just never played them in the past. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it's a massive gap in my, like, gaming knowledge, I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I didn't get into the Baldur's Gate until after after I'd played Champions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I ended up going back and checking out all those games and seeing what they were about. And it it felt like a downgrade at the time. Yeah. But it was still pretty fun. Yeah. I see that. See, I, I see that some of this is coming to the switch, and I'm like, do I, do I, I want to bring don't. it with me? But it feels kind of shitty there. But yeah, a few weeks ago we did talk about um, this Indie Go Go 
kind of like kickstarted um, kickstarted thing that snaps your pro controller to mm. your screen kind of I did yeah. back that and that's supposed to be coming pretty soon um, so if I get that it'll like I'll have you know that'll be something that I'll be a little more able to bring with me but it does feel a lot like something that's better with a mouse and a keyboard for sure mm-hmm. um, yeah it's gonna be it's really weird like I play a lot of stuff on the go now like even PS4 you can play on the go now you can just attach yeah. your PS4 controller um, and move forward with that which is really good and I've been doing that with Steam for the past like week and a half and or no probably like three weeks now actually yeah. Cool. Um, and then the switch. I'm gonna like just be carrying all my systems with me. Just like, hey, here's a phone and like four controllers, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, I just don't I'd like. I really didn't like um, the Divinity games on console. Like, I just feel like I don't have enough control over what's going on on the console. The game is hard as shit. So, like, I don't know. It, it's really it's hard. Really hard. Uh, if you mess up, it's like, kind of, yeah, it's devastating. It's like, hey, I'm 20 hours in, but I realize that I messed up at the, you know, like two hour mark, and now I yeah, have the to 15 restart. fucking minute mark. I, I have to restart the whole game. <laughs> yeah, I think Pacey and I did that four times. Speaking of that, we did sit down and play. Uh, we picked up on our old game. We had no idea what we were doing, and we played a little bit more mm. Divinity too. Uh, hoping maybe here in the future after things settle down, which doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon, that we'll be able to beat that before Baldur's Gate comes out. You know, just trying to finish up those Larian Studio games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think I think he's moving now. I think he bought a house, okay. and then I'm looking down nice. the barrel of that too. So yeah. I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon, and our schedules are going to align. But you know, what are you going to do? But uh, aside from playing, like, maybe, uh, you know, a couple hours of that across the past, like, two weeks, um, I've been playing pretty much the same game, so not a ton to say. Uh, mm. Playing, so, I played some Apex Legends and finished up all of the, um, like, challenges that are available through the Battle Pass. I ended up get, buying into the Battle Pass with... Nice. Um, currency that I had earned from the last battle pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I didn't have to spend anything to get into this season. Um, I've already wrapped up literally all of the challenges and um, you know, I picked up a lot of the like extra stuff that you can get like like some of the extra skins and some of the extra like items. Um, so yeah, I even got one of the legendary skins for the weapons like out of the first pack that I opened, which was really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, it makes the gun looks like it's on fire. The whole thing for this character or for this season is you went to a new place called the World's Edge, and mm. half of it's on fire and half of it's a frozen tundra. Nice. So it's like a tundra with a volcano in it. Those are the two things. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um, do kind of miss the old map a little bit, but. Mm. Uh, well, we have a little bit of news about that later on for uh, for all of that. But it looks... Um, but yeah, everything with this season has been pretty fun so far. Fun mo- fun enough for me to actually like get into the game 
And again, like usually it's like, yeah. hey, I'm in for a season and I play for a little bit and that was fun. Um, but then I end up like bailing on the season because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to end up doing more of the same. And a lot of the times I do play solo. So, yeah. but this time I've actually been playing with a few people and getting some wins and doing some cool stuff, like nice. trying out some extra uh, like tactics with characters, which mm-hmm. is kind of what makes the game really fun. Um, cool. But yeah, aside from that, uh, been playing session, uh, you know, a bit here and there, um, just doing the daily challenges. Nothing really too new with this. Um, these guys did just do like an open casting call. Hey, do you want your music? Are you a music maker? Do you want your music in our game? Go ahead and send you know some samples of your stuff to uh, you know insert email here. Um, right. And they got such an overwhelming amount that they had to close it down. um so that's pretty cool um and i did talk to these guys actually i should probably check it again they did um they did their stream on uh like for the day one for the game and Mm -hmm. i didn't really pay too much attention or anything uh but i went and i caught the very end of it and because i was already like playing it and I caught the very end of it, and these guys um, were like, hey, so we're going to do some giveaways and stuff. And they were giving away, you know, some skateboards. They were giving away some shirts. And I was like, I, I got my, I got um, a backer shirt. It's a three-quarter uh, sleeve where the sleeves mm. are black. The shirt is white, and it has the session logo in the middle. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, the first time that we washed it, uh, Ashley chucked it in with a red shirt. Perfect. Killed it. Uh, it's pink yep. now. Um, so uh, I was like, well, that's dead. And she called, like messaged them and they were like, oh yeah, we'll send out a new one. And then it was like radio silence. We heard nothing from them for a long time. And she was reaching out to them, but they're making a game, you know? So yeah. it's kind of hard to like make that happen. And I sent them a message on Instagram and they were like, oh hey yeah we, we remember we just need to send it out so we'll try to send it out with these you know things that are going out i was like cool let me know and was the uh was the uh subject line release the pink uh the subject line was two in the pink god damn it what was that thing that i that sent the subject line was like get the nut or something like that oh yes I did. release the nut release the nut or you That's what you want to get nut was want to get nut <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Very threatening. I don't like it. I, not a fan. Um, not a fan. But yeah, they said they were going to send it out, and then again, I was like, "They're like, hey, how you know, how's everything going?" Because we had talked before. They kind of remember mm-hmm. who I was. I was like, "Good. Hey, are you guys looking for an artist?" And then it's been radio silence again. Damn. <laughs> I guess nut. That's what I just yes, did. Nut. I brought it back around talking about uh but yeah uh challenges are still going live some of it's still a little wonky it is early access there's a few things that Mm -hmm. are hard to you know make yeah they don't even discover it until it's been out for a while and then it's like whoops yeah like uh like they'll put down like hey do this like very specific trick over this very specific spot and if you're not lined up perfectly and it doesn't happen exactly like if you don't mm-hmm. roll away flawlessly, it doesn't count. Right. 
And they use keywords like buttery or, you know, something like mm. that to show, like, you want to make this a very clean trick. Um, right. So it, it's really interesting. And I can't tell if that's, you know, a, a problem with, you know, I can't tell sometimes if it's a problem with the game or if it's a, you know, like, you we need, to, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you need to get better and stop sucking. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's still good. And they're making uh, advances on it. Um I'm pretty excited to see what these guys do across this, uh, you know, going into early uh, 2020. Right. Right. And aside from that, I think I'm wrapping up Borderlands uh, 3. Cool. Um, yeah, the games, like, I'm playing as Flack, and I really want to play as someone else. So I, I mm-hmm. probably will do a second playthrough, like a really fast playthrough with another yeah. character, kind of avoiding things that I really don't have to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like I'm getting kind of gypped a little bit on weapons. They, I really feel mm-hmm. like they're holding back. Okay. So, like, I'll open one of those, um, like, you get, like, the golden key for opening a specific box. And you can only get those from, like, social media. Because, like, hey, here's, gold, like, a golden key code. Use that to open mm-hmm. the, like, golden key loot box that's on like the sanctuary and i'll open that and i'll get like all purples and i'm like there wasn't even a fucking legendary in that and it just and i have like i have two keys left i did two uh keys yesterday and i did get two legendaries the rest were purple and the two legendaries i got were fucking pistols damn it's like dude i like pistols are terrible i think I, I just, I'm not even interested. There's not a something that you would go out of your way to go equip. Yeah, yeah. It's like God damn it. So, but the game has still been, it's still been fun. I just, I don't know. I feel like I had, I've had a pretty bad run with Flack. It was very unlucky. Yeah, I mean, I get stuff huh. for other characters that other characters can use, and then it's like, well, that's not helpful for me at all here. Right. So. Um, but I should be able to wrap this up in a session or two. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then if there's still time between, um, like now and when the Outer Worlds releases, um, uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably put a second quick playthrough. Cause this game isn't crazy, crazy long. You can pretty much run through it once you know what you're doing when you're not looking yeah, kind of similar every, to the every corner first couple. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that'll be cool. Maybe, I, I don't know. I might go for the platinum. I might not. It's it doesn't seem like it's too difficult. I already did one of the really hard things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a shooting range where you have to shoot 15 targets in a like specific time, and okay. they are all random. And it took mm. me like one night. I just sat down and kept trying to do it. Like yeah. got really pissed off. I was like, "Fuck this." Um, That's funny. But yeah, I finally knocked it out and. That's usually what it takes to win on that kind of stuff. It was like, I think like four percent of people have it, the trophy. Oh wow! So it was. Yeah. It's pretty tough. Early adopter. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but yeah. Um, aside from that, like I said, I think we're all waiting for the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds is the next huge thing, I think. So that's two weeks. Yep. But it's not too long, so. Learned that Definitely it's doable. coming to uh, Game Pass for PC. So Hell that's yeah. fucking cool. 
All right, so let's jump into the games releasing. But before we do that, uh, let's head on over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, chat with us about all the uh, stuff that we talk about on the daily. Uh, it's just a good way to interact, um, see what pisses us off and makes us happy. Um, we appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares over there. Pretty much everything we talk about here happens over there first. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live, do stuff just like this. Um, and we post some other cool stuff over there. Uh, most recently, one of the things that we had posted over there was the free trial of Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, happened from the mm -hmm. 11th to the 14th. Um, doesn't really fit for this, as this will be coming out on the 14th. So, uh, but Damn. we posted over there. So, uh, you know, those people who follow us got that info. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into games releasing. All right. So um got another big batch it's it's a lot of it's like ports and smaller stuff but still you know definitely rolling in the uh fall winter you know spring release schedule here um so starting on tuesday the 15th um we're gonna see the release of children of morta that's on ps4 x boner switch and pc Another great game coming from 11-Bit Studio, and uh, the actual developer is Dead Mage. Um, seems like a cool kind of... Um, how do I want to... It's like better than Super Nintendo art, but worse than 3D, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, it's... What do we call this, like 64-bit? Yeah, it, it would... I mean, I think they're really going for that um, like 32-bit look, but it is... Yeah, but with but, better textures and shit yeah the fluidity is a lot better it probably is like 64 bit yeah um it's never really referred to as that so i don't know if that's a thing or not yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of hard to break it down and figure out which one's which but yeah uh yeah it very much has that style of uh almost like dead cells it's right. like right around there um has has a very similar art style uh yeah it looks great what what kind of gameplay are we looking at here? Uh, it seems like sort of a action-y adventure, sort of Zelda-ish type thing. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of these games that look really awesome, and then you go play it, and it's just, like, feels so ancient. Yeah. So I'm definitely questioning about that, but it, it looks pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing what it, what it kind of looks like. It kind of reminds me of... Um... Like, the, the combat, just watching the combat reminds me of, like, Stardew Valley's combat. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously it's going to be more, like, a lot more flushed out. Um, and it's going to feel a lot better. Yeah. Because that's very, yeah, yeah. Like, it's secondary. This is much more combat focused. Yeah, that's just like, hey, you can do combat in this game. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, it looks like you have your standard classes, like an archer, um, you know, Big your strong balanced man. strong guy, and then wizard yeah your mage um i wonder if he's a dead mage yeah he's about to be all right play. all right time I'm, about, I'm gonna play like shit i guess it's time to move move right along um so we talked about it for a little while uh but now it's finally going down uh coming to the for switch sure. from blizzard uh overwatch um i know a lot of people are excited about this uh that i think they're excited you know because they do already play overwatch and now they can take it on the go with them um mm -hmm. just in time for you to be able to take your ps4 on the go with you 
It, it, it seems right. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I played a lot of this game for a long time, and it just I ended up kind of falling off of it. It just, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably mm-hmm. the same deal as something like um, Apex Legends. It, I'll run into the exact same thing. I, you know, I played Fortnite the same way for a long time. You know, excluding the stuff that we played, and you know, that's fun. The uh, yeah, like save the world stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of comes in waves. It's good that there's a lot of options for this kind of thing uh, out there. And this bringing it to uh, the Switch, that's a whole new group of people who get to experience it, who probably right. didn't experience it, or who may not have experienced it previously. Yeah, I, I imagine it's a combination of like, they're probably going to get a lot of people to rebuy it that have owned it before. Mm-hmm. And then an additional, um, you know, like you said, people that just don't have a traditional console and only use the Switch, mm-hmm. that is going to be a whole new market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like, um, you know, kids that wanted to play something like this uh, and their parents are like, well, you can play the Switch. We bought the Switch for you. Yeah. You know, didn't have that option before. So there's going to be a whole new market of, like, kids and people, you know, that are yeah. younger than, I would imagine, 18. Uh, getting in on this for the first time so that's good i guess all right moving on seems interesting uh also coming and something that we're going to talk about immediately after the show when we do our story mode on it yep uh witcher 3 wild hunt complete edition for the switch now is this the optimal way of playing this game that's a big no for me i'd probably go with no i don't know if it's gonna be playable at all (laughs) I mean, they've had to scale way down like environmental stuff and everything, and it's like, yeah, that's what that's one of the things that made the game really good. It looks so. It's you can see that it that it's been scaled down from the very first portion of this video. You can see it does not look great. Uh, But on that flip side, as we always say, if this is the only way that you're able to play this, uh, yeah, for sure, recommended. Yep. Because this is, uh, it's one of probably those, one of the better yeah, it's, games. <laughs> you know, it's one of those games of like best games of the generation. You know, yeah. So, good stuff. Very big. You'll spend a lot of time roaming around this world mm-hmm. if you're if you are if you do get you know sucked in and this is your kind of your thing. For sure. definitely an insanely good one um following up on that we're just going to keep the switch love rolling on wednesday the 16th uh game freaks new little town hero yeah yeah this one was this was pretty cool um i'd forgot about this game uh to be honest a lot of people have yeah like i remember seeing it it kind of had like a nino kuni vibe in the Mm -hmm. um like just the the way the art pops it's very cross between pokemon and nino kuni um, right. but this this game is a uh, like a turn base um, like a turn base adventure game yeah that's kind of interesting um, now my question with it is well, like where did this come from because it does feel kind of weird like yes. very out of like um, I I, I think know. it's just like Game Freak does this a lot where it's like 
you know, they're trying to just kind of branch out from the typical, like, Pokemon thing. Like, it's like, okay, we don't just make Pokemon. We want to do other stuff, too. Like, they did Tembo, the badass elephant. Right, right. Which was, which was insanely good. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, considering who it was coming from. But, man, I don't know. This one does feel... It feels hasty. It feels like an idea that yeah. probably should have been looked at two or three more times to, mm-hmm. you know, really make... Because combat doesn't seem like it's great. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels like, okay, well, here's your options. Let's put them in a circle around the character and then, you know, mm-hmm. the two options that, you know, the option that you pick and the option that the enemy picks, whichever one's stronger is the winner. Right. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to tell what's going on even in the trailers that they've put out that's supposed to explain it. Right. Like the enemy, you have a one and the enemy has a two, but the enemy appears to be stunned or something. And it's like, I don't I don't know what that really means. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't so. know. I, I imagine it's just kind of like, hey, even if you lose, you still get, like, they're still affected by this or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it feels weird. The whole thing feels weird. I would have, I don't know. Like, the idea could have been better if they had really, like, bought into what they were doing. Maybe not went, they were going to go turn-based again. I don't think turn-based is the way for a game like this. To be honest. Yeah, I agree. They should have went, uh, like, action-adventure. Because it just slows you down. So, I, yep. I don't know. And it seems like, they, like you said, they, it does seem like they're trying to do something cool. I just don't know if it's working. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm interested in seeing more. Uh, I, I don't think it's a buy for me. But I'm interested mm-hmm. in seeing you know how this is received by people yeah cool um after that uh coming up thursday uh the 17th we have felix the reaper uh felix the reaper is coming out on pretty much everything coming out ps4 xbox one uh it's coming out on switch and pc correct correct yeah Um, and mac and mac from (laughs) kong orange um so what the hell is this game it's very strange it's like a puzzle game sort of yeah where you like have to stay in the shadow, <laughs> right right and then there's like things moving around again this is a game that they really the the uh i guess this is coming from kong orange like we said like they just have not like portrayed what the game is enough yeah, I mean, we... I think that's really going to hurt them. We can see, obviously, that it's a... Like, a puzzle game where you have to stay in the shadow, and you... It looks like you kind of set up, like, a chain reaction of things. Yeah, you're sort of, like, trying to create a Rube Goldbergian thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And you kind of play this asshole Reaper who has beats on and is... Hell yeah, brother. Jiving around. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe we'll hear more about this i mean it's always games like this that end up being like oh man that game was really good because i remember looking at a game like Catherine, and mm. it was you know i had much of the same the same feeling about Catherine. there was kind of like okay this seems really weird i don't know what this is why does this exist yeah very odd yeah but 
Uh, something to check out coming out on Thursday the 17th. And also on the same day, um, very weird, coming out for PS4 and PC uh, from Grasshopper yes. Manufacturer. Uh, Travis Strikes Again. Um, so this is um, the follow-up to No More Heroes, or is this like a collection of No More Heroes games, or what? Yeah, I think... No More Heroes 3? I don't think this is 3. Uh, th- I think this is the second one. Um, and I think the, I think this is the second one to No More... The second well, in the line of No More Heroes. Um let me see the original release date of this. Uh, oh yeah, this is the one that came out back in January for Switch. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming to uh, PC and PS4. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it was a like a limited exclusive. Huh. Even though. Travis Touchdown and No More Heroes has been traditionally a um, Switch title. Uh, Nintendo focused, yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's very weird on how um, on how that went down with with these guys. So um, I, for me, I don't I don't think it's my jam. I really do like what the game does. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I like the idea of it. I mean, it's just a dude yeah. with a lightsaber in a, you know, kind of like Neo Tokyo, yeah, you know, area. It's pretty cool. Um, but God damn it. You had to name him Travis Touchdown? They're like, what's the most Correct. American name we can think of? Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown is bad. I don't know. This, this is one of those things that just seems so, like... When they show actual gameplay, it just seems so archaic. Yeah. But I'm like, it, who's who's out here, like, begging for this? It looks like a Switch game. Or a, a 3DS game. It looks like a fucking, like, early Wii game before they knew what the motion controls were. You it, know? Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. I think it was just taking a shit. I know I am. Oh, well, okay. It's gonna be well, that kind of show, ladies and gentlemen. It um, sure is. And... You know, keeping this train a rolling, coming out on Friday the 18th, which will be our last uh, section of games here. We have Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville coming from. I cannot believe they keep pumping these out. Yeah, uh, coming out on (laughs) PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No Switch. And I Mm. I agree. I cannot believe this keeps getting pumped out. And the thing that makes me a little mad is the game looks uh, well done. Graphically, it It looks really good. Yeah, they do great work on it. <laughs> yeah, their artists are phenomenal, and I'm pretty sure their yeah. gameplay is pretty good. Oh no, yeah, these are actually fun to play. It's and, and it's does, really weird. Does that I think that pisses me off a little bit? Yeah. When are we gonna get that that uh, crossover between Plants vs Zombies and Fortnite? Because they have the same like style. That's a great question. EA would never. EA allow would that. never. Yeah, ever. They're like, nah. Well, actually, they probably would at this point, just because Fortnite... To get on the money yeah, train. get on that money yeah. train. You never know. Yeah. They even have good characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's super cool. 
Yeah, they're really creative and they're doing the wood the right guy's thing. really cool. Yeah, the wood guy's really cool. The little acorn gunner on his head. Or yeah, whatever. good stuff. Insanely good. Uh, but um, you know, I don't know. Good luck. Mm. <laughs> you got the next one, I guess. Oh, you probably know more about yeah. it than I do. Um, something I'm a big fan of. Uh, Lucas Pope's uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, yeah. which has been out on PC for a while, um, now coming to consoles. So, something unfortunately I still haven't been able to get into just because it's it's sort of a commitment. Like, um, you are a insurance adjuster for like a pirate ship that crashed or everybody died, I guess. The ship still exists and you have to figure out why everybody's dead. So, you have like a time control device to see what happened in the past uh-huh and it's got this amazing art style yeah this art style looks like it's pulled straight from like 1974 mm-hmm. yeah it looks like it's a i don't even know how he managed to get this art style to work yeah i don't know it looks amazing though it, it has to be a full shader right across the like he made something and then it's just a shader across it Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be forever. I think this uh, the the guy who created it, Lucas Pope. I think this will be his his claim to like, fame. Is yeah. like okay, so he did create something that is rather interesting story wise. That's fine, uh, but maybe he knew his graphical limitations, mm-hmm. and he's like, I can't do too much with this, you know, aside from this basic stuff. So he so threw, might as well try something cool. Yeah, I'm gonna look into make this. I'm going to look into making this really cool shader. And it oh, just yeah. happened to work out. And he doesn't have to have this huge area. You know, it's not this big open world thing. It's like you're on this little pirate ship trying to figure out why this dude's dead. Who the skeleton right. is on the ground with a sword in his asshole. Bro, why are you a skeleton? Yeah. When asking, does it, is that Abraham Lincoln? You shouldn't just <laughs> ask people why they're skeletons, by the way. It's pretty rude. It's rude as fuck. Uh, but cool game uh and it would probably be fine on the switch um so yeah why not for sure why not and then i don't this is one that normally we wouldn't even mention but i guess i have to justify the fact that we talk about all these games coming out every year (laughs) so the ring fit adventure the new weird device from uh, nintendo coming out on the switch um it's like the ring fit is like a weird little discus that you put your controller into i guess yeah it's like a uh, just it's, it's just like a, a little bit of a malleable plastic ring that you yeah. strap a controller into it has grips on the side you put one i guess around your leg and then you hold the the ring that has grips on the side with the controller kind of at the top of the ring. And you can, like, push this ring in, stretch it out. You can kind of, like, turn it. Your character moves right along with the, the ring. The controller on the leg helps your character run because it is yeah. motion controlled. Pretty, I mean, pretty standard stuff that we've kind of seen before. This just kind of falls into that. This is them getting back into that Nintendo Wii idea of like let's just create all these wild ass accessories yeah. that are used for very few things. But um, I don't I, I don't know. There's definitely someone out there that this is 
good for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. I definitely an interesting little do not, device. I, I do not play video games to work exercise. Out. Yeah. In fact, that's the exact opposite of what I want. The exact, yeah, the exact opposite <laughs> of what I would like to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is just pretty much an exercising, like, this is just a good way for you to exercise, I guess. I don't even know if I want to say good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Take up yoga. It's kind of an interesting thing, I guess, but, yeah, you know, like you said, very odd. Uh, so I, I don't know if they'll have other uses for this ring in the future. Yeah, if I know Nintendo, like I think I know Nintendo, um, this ring, this ring fit mm-hmm. will have a ton of games coming out. Correct. Um, so there'll probably be four or five different games in the future that'll utilize this ring. Hey, do you remember that ring? Well, pull it out of your ass and. Uh, Hmm. Don't mind if I do see. Yeah. So weird stuff. Good times. Um, there should be something in this list that you guys are excited for. You know, whether it's um, getting to play one of these games finally because you didn't buy it previously and now you can buy it on the Switch, or uh, right. even if it is like, hey, cool. Uh, I saw a little town hero and it does look kind of fun. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and move right into the weekly, uh, all, you know, all the weekly news. Um, we really didn't have too much going on uh, for missed games. If there is a game that we did miss, please let us know. Um, yeah, this is definitely one of those things that, like, when we get into the weeks where a whole ton of games are coming out, there's usually not a lot of other, you know, additional news going on. Right. Um, but we do have our, our sort of, I guess, typical um, delays that we've sort of come to expect. Um, so, I guess first of all, we are looking at Doom Eternal getting delayed until March 2020. Yeah, yeah. And what I was looking really quick was what were the free games for Epic. Um, right now you uh, can pick yeah. up until the 17th, Surviving Mars. Um, yep. Yep. And then look. I wasn't a big fan of that game, but uh, yeah, I never got. It's it's interesting. There is going to be a surviving sequel. Oh, cool. Um, surviving the apocalypse, I think it's called. So, huh. that should be cool. Uh, and then looking forward, uh, what is coming after that? Uh, for free from the seventeenth of October through the twenty fourth will be Observer and Alan Wake: American Nightmare. Hell yeah! Not bad. Uh. So, you know, with that, uh, you know, grabbing your free games. I know I have 20-plus free games at this point. Um, I've also picked up John Wick Hex, and uh, I've picked up anything else over there. But, I mean, there's a few other things that look really good. There's a fucking bee simulator, okay? Hell yes. Tell everyone right now that there's a pre-purchase for bee simulator. And... uh, Finally. This is what we've been waiting for. So, let's not... uh, the Santa Drill bitches. Yeah, let's not fuck around. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think I'm going to sit down probably after we finish up all of our shows today, check out John Wick Hex, um, nice. and, you know, see what else is over there. Uh, since they have given us so many free games, I think, you know, it, it might be a good idea to just go, you know what? You've given us a lot of free games. Maybe I'll buy a game over here. 
And I think that's kind of what they're banking on. So For sure. So that's something cool. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the weekly news, as you mentioned. Uh, Doom Eternal is the way. Yeah, that was going to come out like this week, I think. Yeah, I think it was holiday. Uh, or well, yeah, it, was, it was definitely going to come out soon. Um, let's see. When was it scheduled to come out? Yeah, if you want to kind of check through this, I'll see when that was scheduled to come out. That's what I'm looking for. The uh, see if anybody complained about it down here. But anyways, yeah, um, Doom Eternal, March 2020. Basically, they just said, um, you know, our 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 goal is to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations to make sure the best experience possible. We've made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months. We know that fans will be disappointed by this, but hopefully they'll have an experience that's worth the wait. Um, we've made a couple other changes. Um, invasion mode, which allows you to enter another character's, uh, another player's game as a, as a, a demon. So sort of um, Dark Souls-like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Eternal for the Switch will release after the other platforms. And Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. In addition to Switch, we're adding Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Originally, it's supposed to come out November 22nd. November 22nd. Okay, I thought it was October 22nd. So Yeah. So uh, that's, I, That one's on me, I folks. mean, I do support these ideas. Um, a lot of the people oh, yeah. in some of our, you know, some of our chats were bringing up some good points of, like, mm-hmm. hey, look, it's really cool that they're taking some time to make sure that their game is done instead of rushing their people and releasing an right. product. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I like, I know some people who work at, like, id and work on Doom. So, I haven't heard anything negative. Mostly everything mm-hmm. that they've ever said about their company is uh, overwhelmingly positive. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, giving them a bit of time to breathe and, you know, work on things as needed rather than stressing them out that's awesome mm-hmm. so yeah i pretty much always recommend if you have to wait wait i mean you know? there, there are other like reasons like why you wouldn't want to wait <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh just thinking about like over developing a game uh you know or like, getting stuck into like pushing yourself into a worse release window yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That that's that's another. That's been known to happen. Point. Yeah, um, but thinking of stuff like uh, like Duke Nukem, it just it just got over like overproduced. Yeah. Like the that's what true. was it the newest one? It was in like development yeah. hell for like twenty years or something. Correct. So that happens every now and again, but I don't think they're headed in that direction. So that's yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like it yet. That's good. I I don't I still don't think the game's gonna be for me, but. Mm-hmm. It'll be for someone. And yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it. it's. Uh, I didn't really like the newer, like the 2016 or 15 Doom. So yeah, I I actually kind of did like it, but I didn't like um, the step away from horror. I wish they would have stuck mm-hmm. in that horror, as we've said, as I've said in yeah. the past. Yeah. Cool. Um, so up, up next, <coughs> we have a few things on PlayStation. Uh, the first thing yeah. is. Officially, the PlayStation Five was announced. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Looking at, I'm looking at the article from uh, the PlayStation blog. Just purely states PlayStation Five, the next gen console for the PlayStation, uh, you know, PlayStation consoles is uh, launching holiday 2020. 
Um, so uh, we had another article here from Wired that I was uh, kind of looking through, um, and they were you know talking about uh, you know a lot of the different they, everything that I was seeing there was kind of uh, some speculation on you know like what it is comparing it to um, like Microsoft's moving forward. So I came yeah. over and started checking out the Sony, the PlayStation blog, and seeing what they were really talking about. And pretty much everything that they talked about was, okay, this is when it's the scheduled window. Um, mm-hmm. And I do know Mag- Wired Magazine did cover the update. Ori- you know, this is who they were talking to. Um, yeah, Wired got the original scoop for some reason. <laughs> yeah, which is very weird. Um, yeah. But in the end, they just talked about the release window and what they were doing with the controller. Um, with the controller, they said first thing, we're adopting uh, haptic feedback uh, to place the rumble technology found in the controllers um, in the console. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, crashing into a, a wall with a race car feels much different than making a tackle on the football field. Um, yeah. Can we get a sense of variety of textures when running through fields of grass rather than plodding through gross mud? Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And one of the other things that I really liked was um, adaptive triggers for L2 and R2, adding some mm-hmm. resistance. So you have to, you know, press just a little bit harder, you know, in some scenarios than you may with some other scenarios. I wonder what that'll feel like. Um, yeah. Like, pressing the button, and then it gets harder to press when you, like, you, like, press, like, you're, like, slowly pressing through to, like, attack, and then it gets, like, harder as, like, maybe your sword hits. Like, it, you feel mm-hmm. the resistance against the trigger. And it did bring up, you know, our conversation over on Facebook of, like, is this going to make controllers have a... Uh, like a shorter lifespan for the consumer? yeah yeah that's definitely an interesting question because it's like um that's just more shit that can break and as we've seen like just because something is new like we've seen these newer controllers especially from like um you know the, the joy cons mm-hmm. are just having massive um problems and, right? and it's weird because they don't have a lot of features correct so <laughs> Like, I mean, I guess it's because they're just trying to make them cheap. Right. So they just were a little too cheap and kind of fucked it up. Yeah, that was definitely You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I understand. If they didn't see it ahead of time, it's not like they, you know. Right. But. Trying to make it bad or whatever. So, like, it's it's odd that people are kind of banking on this so hard. And it's like, these are, it's just more ways that it can break. I mean. Right. There is definitely the way to say that's like, well, so what if it can't like do whatever minor like if one control stick doesn't give you the haptic feedback that you're expecting that's not really a huge deal and that's correct i agree yeah. right sure. but um at the same time it's like it's it's supposed to do this it's you know? part of the selling point you're buying right that's <laughs> the main selling point i mean of the new the controller, controller as opposed yeah, to definitely. a previous controller right but i ultimately what i look to happen with this is them to implement this day one be like look at all this cool shit and mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope very much so that this I imagine, works and there's yeah. no problems. But if 
there are problems, I really look for them to go. So we're just going to go ahead and remove that. Yeah, sorry, guys. Well, it's going to be kind of like the six-axis stuff, yeah, I imagine. exactly. Where the first couple days, it's, like, huge. You have to have six-axis on everything. And then, you know, not long after, it's like, Gone. well, that wasn't really working, so we kind of abandoned did, it. Did the six-axis controllers even have the rumble feature anymore? Not at first. I don't think they did. My, they did, but it was added later. I remember my PS3 controller was super light when I first bought it. Yep. A lot of people really hated that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to throw this thing really far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, very weird, but I do look for that to happen. Like, it seems like, especially with Sony, hey, there's some innovation to be had, and they do something that's kind of interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But then again, I mean, I think the PS4 probably had the most successful new like adoption for a controller in a while with the touchpad big touchpad button getting rid of the start button having the touchpad button and the speaker mm -hmm. and that worked pretty flawlessly there were no mistakes to be had with the touchpad or speaker that i can think of aside not that i heard of aside yeah. from the speaker being loud and people just wanting it to turn off but i want that bridge baby to be able to talk to me through the controller bridge baby exactly all the the speaker was made for the bridge baby They've had this idea forever. I agree with that. Um, Gotta get that bridge, baby. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do look at it as ultimately when it does, if it does fail, they're just going to be like, well, about that, we're just going to go ahead and shit can mm, Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no real I news for this still. Um, I, I don't look to get any news for this until E3. Maybe yeah, maybe this will be like their proud um, step back onto the stage at E three or whatever. Like I expect probably to see that. Yeah, I mean I, I don't. Where it's like, hey, we're back. I don't look for them to announce. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they can avoid E three um, when talking about a console. They want to get all eyes on the console, no matter mm -hmm. what the you know, no matter what the cost. It's it's important to show off their console, and I think that race is important. So, yeah. being the first one to say, hey, this is our console, um, and this is how much it is, uh, is important. I mean, That's a it's, huge advantage. It, it, hurt, yeah. it hurts, though. Because if you're the first person mm -hmm. to say it, that means the other person now can say, okay, cool, we're going to cut corners here and here, and our system's going to be $100 less. The person yeah, we've who seen does that always multiple wins. examples of that, right? Yeah. The person who always releases her console first... And has the cheaper price point always, always wins. Mm -hmm. So, yep. um, Sony might be trying to go that new route of like, hey, we're just going to do our, what is it, state of play? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. So, they might yep. avoid E3 and just do a, like a big state of play. And I haven't heard anything about a, what is it, PSX this year? Not yet. I mean, they're they've. I think they've said they're doing it, but they haven't released any details on that yet. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. So if they are doing mm. it, I imagine we will get some more information about this at PSX. But if not, by then, yeah, yeah. it's going to be closer to, you know, spring, mm -hmm. early summer. But a little information, I guess, to hold you over with, you know, take that however you'd like. Um, yeah, and, pretty much. And then the last bit of PlayStation information, really, that we have is, of course, Facebook not no longer connecting to the PS4. Um, 
very interesting as this was a way that people would get screenshots to social media. Um, mm-hmm. They could just send it to themselves. I know I did it a lot. I had mine set to uh, every time I shared a photo, I shared it to my Facebook and no one could see it just so I could like save it to my phone or otherwise and then put it elsewhere. Yeah, just so you have it, basically. Yeah. Um, I have like a whole album that this I just have screenshots I go to. And they mm-hmm. removed that feature altogether with the new 7.0 update or whatever. I think it's 3.7.0. Um, yeah. And that update did bring some cool stuff to the system, uh, but it did remove this. And there was an update. Uh, a spokesperson from Facebook uh, said, we're working with Sony to finalize the update, updated contract design and improve uh, the Facebook integration on the PlayStation. While these discussions are mm-hmm. in progress, Facebook feature will no longer be available on the PS4. We hope to bring these features back as soon as our uh, teams reach an agreement. I don't look for it to be too god-awful long. Um, yeah. But for the time being, for people who are in the news world who post, you know, hey, Look at look! I just did this in this game. This is cool. Or look at this weird bug. Um, it does provide a minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So, not much. Let's get into China. Let's talk about China. All right. So I've noticed that a lot of gaming podcasts have been doing kind of a similar thing to this, where it's kind of um, I don't know. It's like there was comments to be made for a while now it's not like this has just happened it's been going on but it's kind of tough to comment because there's just not a lot of it's it's weird to there's not like a good smart side to take right (laughs) but uh basically um there's been a lot of shit going on with china this last couple millennium and one of those, of course, is um, there's kind of been a lot of backlash going on from China to things that uh, certain gamers and just general people have been saying, I guess. So there's a couple of big things that really mark this off, I guess. Um, one of the first things was um, the like general manager i guess of the is it the dallas rockets or the houston rockets or something um some like sport ball team for the nba yeah sport ball um he like tweeted in solidarity with hong kong protesters i guess and uh china's not a big fan of that mm-hmm. so they were like uh yeah i think not like you're gonna take that back or we're gonna go ahead and block all of the nba and then um, they did not – I mean, he, he, I guess, took it back after a little bit of time, like some talking to from his manager, basically. But it's kind of too late, so China went ahead and blocked the entire NBA. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, and continuing on that route, um, not only did they block the entire NBA, but they even blocked um, – this uh, DJ named DJ Zed, Zed Z E D D, yeah Z E D D. Okay, he's banned in all of China for liking South Park's tweet. Got uh, because South Park is just out here cr- fucking crushing people. Um, mm-hmm. so they're South Park's been talking mad shit. They've been talking mad shit. They had a whole Disney. <laughs> 
getting, you know, like getting their, uh, like they, they had this whole thing where it's like, uh, okay, Winnie the Pooh is banned in China mm-hmm. because some I, people have said that, said that the yeah. president looks like Winnie the Pooh or something. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> very weird. Um, so they did a whole episode about China and all of like sending the whole point was Randy was going to sell his weed from his weed farm in China. He Smart. thought he was the first person to have the idea to sell to the Chinese. Yeah, he, he's like yeah. big on like the Chinese market. He just kept saying the Chinese market. And he gets on this plane and he's like, I'm going to China. He's like, Yeah, so this guy sitting next to Randy goes, Yeah, so is everyone on this plane. <laughs> and he's like what? Wait, what are you selling to the Chinese? He's like, oh, I work for the NBA. And all these NBA players like walk on the plane. And he's like, and we're selling to the Chinese market. And Randy's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> just, and then Disney comes in there and he's like, oh, God damn it. And all of Disney comes in and sits down. It's like Thor. He's like, oh, Thor, you going to China to sell to the Chinese? And he's like, I- I'm just an actor. <laughs> it's like, That's funny. It was really good. Uh, well, they had that episode. Immediately, they get banned. Right before yep. their next episode, their 300th episode, uh, South Park tweets, uh, official apology to China from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh, no. <laughs> like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. Uh, we, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. <laughs> the president doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode. And see what we have to say. And their 300th episode was basically named Fuck China or something like that. Damn. And it was just them shitting on China the entire time. Damn. Uh, it, very, very good. Uh, the, the name of the episode was called Banned in China. And they're one of the only That's people funny. that can do stuff like that, you know? Well, they're just straight up, they just do not give a fuck. Oh, yeah, not at all. Like, it's like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, it... It's like, what are they going to do? Sue us? Yeah, get in line behind. The line starts way back there. Yeah, really? It's like Disney. Look for the guy with the sign because that's where the line starts. And the guy with the sign. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm over here. But yeah, uh, that's yeah, so not it. That, that's not... that happened. So China went ahead and banned all of the NBA. The entire NBA, <laughs> right? Wild. Just has me fully fucked up at the time I think about so, it. So, um, shortly after that, people are like, uh, wow, China has, like, a lot of power to just turn a market off. Like, they can just straight up be like, so there's, I mean, this, all this happens because China has a billion and a half people, right? Sure. Like, the largest, the most populous country in the world, like, by far. Uh, India's back there, but, like, on a different, like, level, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not really super comparable. So, um, also the, the average Chinese person has more money and like, you know, they watch more television, they go see more movies than the average Indian person. So like, it's, you know, it all plays into it. And, um, China can just straight up turn this tap off. Right. Like we've never dealt with a country that can just like, they can just fucking turn your business off. Like you're just not. In business anymore you know it, it's like really hard to explain but they get like they just take away 1.5 billion customers you know what i mean 
Um, Wild. So, as part of all the shit going down, uh, basically, it's, um, you know, there was a follow-up of, like, a professional Hearthstone player, like, won a tournament in... It was the tournament was in like Taiwan or something. I don't, let me see if I can get that article. Is that the one you have open? It looks like yeah. But um, yeah, Blitzchung. Um, so initially, um, they like banned him for life or something, or they like banned him for a year and they took his prize money back because he said support Hong Kong. So you know, not a great look. And then um, they like quickly were like, okay, we're gonna let him keep the prize money, or whatever. But it's like. Activision Blizzard can't lose the Chinese business because that is what's keeping Hearthstone and really all like professional games like it, your market is Asia like you don't have another market right um, like you know South Korea China that, that's sort of Japan but not really so it's like who like you can't you can't lose this crowd like you can't afford to piss off, again, 1.5 billion customers. You know? Six times more populous than the U.S. or whatever the fuck. So it's like... It's just really strange. And, like, the businesses... Like, this has continued on with, like... Um, so, Riot of, uh, you know, League of Legends has said, like, Hey, we just don't want any of our casters to, like, say anything political because we don't have a side in this. And... It's just, like, kind of creeping people out, basically, that it's, like, this country is insanely powerful and they can just, like, fuck our world up out of nowhere. So, it's been very strange. There's not really, like, a good take on this. Which is, like, very unusual and it's not something that I like because I like having an opinion on shit that doesn't affect me. As a white person. I love to have an opinion on shit. So I was just looking at shit that's banned in China. <laughs> yeah, everything's banned in China. Everything's well, banned. Like, it's so you can't weird. be critical of the government, which is like, okay, like you're probably gonna you're probably losing that argument automatically if you ever start it. <laughs> the letter N was banned in China in 20, 2018. Man. About time. To eliminate terms limited for the country's president, and was oh. viewed <laughs> as a reference to. Uh, the terms of the office of the presidency, but was banned, or but the ban was quickly lifted. So I guess it's not banned. I honestly longer. thought they were going to say because of the N word. Yeah, <laughs> the Animal Farm is that is banned. Yeah, well that's fair because yeah. it's like Winnie the Pooh is animal. It's making fun of socialism, I guess. Oh. Uh, okay, of course. So I got really into George Orwell. Okay, <laughs> at one point, uh-huh. and. I don't even think his shit is especially anti-socialist, especially considering he was a socialist. Like, he was sort of like a rat, I guess. Like, eventually he was like, oh, wait, like, Stalin's bad, I guess. Which, I mean, you know, it's a fair opinion, I guess. Sure. But it's like, you know, again, it's something that's, like, very odd. Like, it's just very, like, it's hard to have a smart opinion on this shit like so china bans things that they consider to be dangerous right so like i don't know the one about like hey you can't make fun of the president like those are obviously just like cowardly and weak and stupid right like you should just allow people to criticize you but it's like you know somebody criticized abraham lincoln and then his fucking brains got sprayed all over the theater you know what i mean 
So it's like, I don't know, like, in some of the stuff, they're actually, like, like, if you could just delete Nazism, like, if you could just say, like, oh, you're not allowed to be a white supremacist. If you say shit about white supremacy, you just cease to exist. We will delete you and you will go to jail. Like, isn't that objectively good? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like. They if if they delete things that should be deleted, then that's fine. The problem is that they use that power to not allow people to have a valid opinion, right? So it's like like Germany, Germany straight up like, yeah, you're not allowed to be a Nazi. It's like, oh, uh, but what about freedom of speech, dude? They're like, you don't have that. Yeah, you do not have that when it comes to Nazis. We tried that before, and it didn't work. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, in one hand, it's like, you know, China has to be this way because they've, the entire time they've existed is the People's Republic of China. They've been an enemy of every country in the Western world. Even when they first formed, they had a really like dramatic split with the Soviet Union. Like they did not philosophically agree with the Soviet Union. So they did not have the only ally to these types of countries in the world at the time, right? Um, They've been definitely doing some weird, like, ethnic shit. Like, it doesn't appear that they're ethnic cleansing, but it's, like, not good. Like, they have the concentration camp set up. They're not using it, but it's there. But it's ready to go. (laughs) And it's like, "Mm, that's probably bad. And, like, in general, I'm, like, I think China's done some really remarkable shit. Like, they went from a complete backwater shithole to one of the most dominant countries in the world in, like, 20 minutes. But, yeah, what I was... But the way that they did that was to kind of shit on people. <laughs> what? So it's very concerning. So where where I was going with talking about things that were banned, like, other things that are just kind of, like, silly, like, most of it, like you said, is, like, is it going yeah, against, fine. like, something that, you know, is it going against, like, the country or otherwise? Right. But Peppa Pig being banned because it was viewed as gangster subculture. Yeah, it was raising people to live like a gangster lifestyle, which is fucking hilarious. That is like so every time good. I hear those words in sequence, it like breaks part of my mind. <laughs> uh, but other things like uh, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and a yeah, lot of those Pinterest. things are all banned. Um, yeah, fuck Pinterest though. Weird architecture right about that one. is straight up banned. Mirrored architecture. No, weird. Just weird architecture. Oh, weird. Yeah. I thought you said mirrored. I'm like, no symmetry in my fucking country, please. Right. Uh, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. I, that should be banned. That. I banned that. Uh, I would ban the Big Bang Reincarnation. That's yeah, banned. That's part of the Cultural Revolution. Movie about Movies about time travel is, is banned. <laughs> as of 2016. Sorry, that one fucked me up a little bit. Uh, as of 2018, the ban still remains in effect. Damn. Uh, Twitter, of course. Video game consoles were banned in 2000, Smart. but in 2015 it was lifted. Although a lot of games are banned in China. Yeah, they ban them on a game a case-by-case basis. They they didn't want to... They, they had the consoles banned because they didn't want to have to deal with every single individual game. But then they were like, oh wait, wait. we have 70 million employees. <laughs> right. Um, so it's fine. This, is where, rate this it. is where it gets good. Uh, this is the, oh, this is the level of fame I want to reach one day. Uh, uh-huh. Ban in China starting in 1977 was Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> the whole, the, just the guy himself. Everything around. Yo, fuck as, Martin Scorsese. As of 2012, the ban was lift uh, with this film Hugo as it released in China. Oh, damn. Chinese people love Hugo. They love Hugo. I don't know why. Damn. I can't blame them. Brad Pitt in 19, uh, from 1977 uh, until 2016 was banned. 
Yeah. He promoted a gangster lifestyle. Uh, seven years in Tibet was what did it. Yeah, I can see why that one is. <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, a lot of it is just like... There, like I said, like I, I would probably just like agree that like objectively, seventy six percent of this list is good, and they're right to ban it. Right. And then there's like the remainder that's like, okay, come on, guys. Richard Gear. Oh no! Yeah, he definitely needs to be banned. He right still now. remains banned in China. <laughs> Richard Gear. What did he say? Like China sucks. Uh, due to his support always of like, Tibetan independence. Yeah, it's always some shit like that. Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Fjord? Uh, Harrison Ford testifies uh, as a U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee in 95. Since then, he's been prohibited that from China sucks. China. As of 2018, Ford still banned in China. Oh, do they just think he's a narc? <laughs> so they won't let him, like, visit? Google uh, is blocked in China. As of yeah. 2018, it's still blocked. Yep. Most foreign films. All right. That's really broad. That's because they're trying to support their own film industry. Like, some of these you can just see that it's like, you know, somebody will be like, oh, we're trying to, like, grow the Chinese film industry. And then the next day, all foreign films get banned. So it's like, okay, I can see what's happening here. I, I sent you that video, the, the South Park video from VHS from a yeah. while ago. Like, we yeah. went to China. This is us reenacting the Tiananmen Square Massacre. This is us Damn, after we got out. Yeah, mentioning the Tiananmen Square Massacre is... Uh, instantly banned. Instantly banned. Yep. Yeah, there's no questions asked. They're like, okay, I hope you didn't want the internet, because that doesn't exist for you anymore. In 1979, the Chinese uh, the Chinese enforced one-child-per-family rule as population mm-hmm. planning. In 2016, a new law was passed allowing Chinese to have a second child without repercussion. Yeah, they realized that they highly fucked up when their population took a massive dump. And uh, adult films were banned. Mm. Um, banned? Uh, this ban is here to stay. In 2005, the creator of a popular adult site in China was sentenced to life in prison. Yo, what the fuck? You, My dude's just trying to nut. You're not, not going to be seeing titty out here. Yo, if you sent that email to somebody in China, you would be murdered. Yeah. Let's get nut. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Yeah, that's drug culture. Yeah. Uh, so weird. It, but you see what wild. I mean? Like, this is where people say shit like, hey, you shouldn't... Like, a lot of times slippery slope arguments are like a logical fallacy. But in some cases, it's like, okay, you shouldn't ban books because <laughs> then what else do you ban, right? Yeah. Like, if I ban, you know... Like, every once in a while you'll see the news article that's like, this public school in Mississippi has banned, uh, you know, fucking... To kill a mockingbird because it makes students uncomfortable. And it's like, that's the point of the whole fucking book. Most reading makes students uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, reading in, in general makes me uncomfortable. I agree with that yeah. shit. 100%. That's why most of us can't read. Mm. Can't read by style choice. This sign won't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> All I know is my gut instinct tells me maybe. Yeah. My gut's telling me maybe. If you see my wife, tell her I said hello. So, yes, very weird um, corporations out there. It, like, I, I, the best take that I've seen, really, and this was what Waypoint said, basically, is that corporations don't actually really give a shit that they act like they do. Like, they don't actually care about, like, freedom of expression and creative rights and shit. They, what they care about is dollar dues, right? Like, it, a, a corporation, like, something that has been incorporated, that has shares, right? Like, I am talking about something very specific here, not, like you know mom and pop businesses right but 
you know, specifically the fucking word I said is what I mean. Like, corporations, their only interest is to generate money for stockholders. That's legal. Right. Like, yep. they have to generate money for their stockholders or the CEO can be usurped legally. Like, that's their point is to generate money. So, like, you know, it, it's... Say what you will about your, you know, whatever your opinion on that is doesn't really matter. Like, that's the law. So, like, you know, they're they're interested in getting dollars from China. They're not interested in Hong Kong people's civil rights or whatever, right? And it's, there's some weird shit about what the motivation is for Hong Kong. And, like, the reason that they don't have the same rights as some people in China is because of the uh, one state, two rules or whatever the fuck like system that was set up by England as like the the way that it was handed back to China so like regular Chinese people have more power than Hong Kongers because of the way that it was given back to China right mm -hmm. like they would be better off if they were just China rather than the separate system or whatever but because they're used to being in a separate system they don't want to join China which is understandable so it's like you know I lived in like you know, northern states mostly growing up, and then I had to go to the south, and it was fucking horrific. So I completely understand wanting to stay separate, right? <laughs> <laughs> All southerners will be destroyed. This I when I introduced the Sherman strategy to fucking erase it off the map. Jesus Christ. However, it's very strange. There's not like a smart side to pick because a lot of the people that want Hong Kong to be separate is because they want to make money like make money like that's the end of the statement like their interest is in generating dollars and they don't care about people's rights right mm -hmm. so it's it's very strange um kind of reminds me of the syria conflict in some ways where it's like there's not really a good guy in this story like everything is very bad and strange so um just wanted to share that news and it's like you know game companies are not your friend i can't believe ea hasn't been like if anybody says China in a negative aspect, we will fucking destroy you. <laughs> I wonder how many Chinese people play The Sims. Probably not a lot. Well, probably a lot. Uh, probably a shit ton. Yeah. They're like, well, if we can't have children in real life. Damn. My Sim has 19 kids and counting. Yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to be like fucking... His name's Dickhole Duggar. We're trying to be like Jim Bob Duggar out here. Exactly. I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna dugger in a little bit, boys. Rim job dugger. <laughs> Rim job dugger. If you catch my drift. All right. So we're gonna scoot job. on to. Uh, I don't. I'm actually kind of interested about the legality of this. So we all remember Fig, right? Like the alternate version of Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. That was like run by. Um, Double Fine. So I don't really know what it is anymore. I guess. Um. So anyways, uh, Fig has a new game out that's that's kind of trying to gather some attention called Chorus. C-H-O-R-U-S. Mm -hmm. It's an adventure musical game. And uh, it completely mind-bogglingly, um, the, the people that have worked on it have all done like really high-profile adventure games, including the writer, which is David Gator, who was one of the main... He was the guy that invented Dragon Age. So It's the Gator. I see Gator... I give money. You like, go for Gator. I'm a simple man. <laughs> Always go Gator. Oh man, I would, I would, every, if I, if I was him, every time I answered the phone, I'd be like, "Go for Gator." Go for Gator. That'd be awesome. It's Gator. Chomp chomp. <laughs> chomp chomp. Jesus Christ. 
I would absolutely fuck David Gator. Just throwing that out there. So, uh, well, yeah, he was like, now. he was one of the architects. I mean, like, he was the guy that they, like, set aside to go, like, write the story and world of Dragon Age. He wrote the original Dragon Age novels that went along with the series. I think he was the writer for several of the comics. So, he was one of the people that when he left, it was like, ruh <laughs> So, um... Same kind of same same kind of thing, I guess. Um, he went on to work at Beamdog as they were working on the Baldur's Gate ports, Beamdog. which is kind of odd. In fact, didn't we know somebody that was at Beamdog? No, Disruptor Beam. Disruptor. There was beam, a beam. Huh? There was a beam one in there. But there was a beam, beam in there. So how, how am I supposed to differentiate these beams? Am I right? Anyways, uh, this is one of those games. I do this a lot with like movies, and now it's happening in games just because I. And getting more and more knowledge of the people that work behind the scenes and everything. Um, what is the game? It's a musical. It's an adventure game. There's a lot of dialogue. Um, I don't really care because the fucking people working on it are legendary. And I will give them my whole heart. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, folks. Nothing else to say, really. This is wild. If you pay... two thousand, If you pay 2000 Crisp, two thousand. Crisp, two. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna look at some of the other ones. If you, if you go to the twenty thousand dollar mark. Okay, I got that laying around. A personal D and D one shot run by David Gator. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? A one-on-one Skype chat with David Gator and the team. If it's David Gator and the team, it's not one-on-one. Well, you're one on there. Maybe they just pick a random team member and you end up talking to, like, one of the QA guys and he's like, yeah, it was, uh, there was this crazy bug where, like... He was smelling his finger the whole time. Singing and, like, then they, like... uh, You do get a lot of stuff with this. So, invite to the launch party. Uh, invite to the some yeah the summer fall studio, the D and D one shot. They're in Australia, so that would be a great uh, little vacation. An extra three thousand dollars for in, uh, international. So anyone from the U.S. is paying an extra three thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't, dude. That math don't fucking that add doesn't up. Add. I'll pay for my own flight. Okay, so I've actually looked into because I've been like trying to me and Shannon are trying to determine where we want to go for vacations and stuff, and we kind of overpaid a little bit on our trip to Colorado, so it's a whoopsie daisy for me. And uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we might have to plan more than a couple months in advance just so I can have the money. <laughs> and uh, uh, flying anywhere is super fucking expensive, dude. Almost always. Unless you're planning like, well out in advance, like you're planning like a yeah, year Yeah, we're trying out. to go, we're, we're trying to go to Europe, and it's like, dude, to go anywhere in Europe's fucking automatically $1,000. You can go to fucking London Heathrow Airport, the biggest fucking, air, one of the bigger airports in the world, right? Right. It's like a fucking $1,200. It's, yeah, it's, a thousand's on the low end. Like, I was looking to just, like, uh, like a flight to Germany, it's like 15 yeah, for like, and it's like you flight. fly through fucking Warsaw, and it's like, why overshoot it? Yeah, why are you making me overshoot and come back? You get uh, shit's pissing. Yeah, me. also with this, um, you get in, an invite to the launch party, so you can go to the launch party, and then you nice. get a, a cut, uh, an invitation to the launch party in Melbourne. 
I'm confused on how those are different things. So do, maybe they're saying you get a plus one? Uh, I guess. Uh, you're still going to have to pay for that person's flight. Um, right. Well, yeah, they're, they're going to give you one ride as part of your 6000 extra dollars or whatever. But then also, if you want to bring anybody else, here's your invite. But they have to get them, their own ass here, I guess. I right. Uh, custom course drumstick, exclusive t-shirt, hoodie, five enamel pins, uh, 8x10 art print. And then it just says stickers with three S's. Uh, stickers is, is a... Uh, postcard from the character. Early, uh, exclusive early preview of documentary footage. Um, chorus show guide, which is digital lore and art book. Developer commentary video post-release. Uh, digital copy of Chorus. Chorus soundtrack. Backer exclusive short story by David Gator. Backer exclusive. Uh, chorus uh short comic by david gator credit in the game Cor- wait a minute what i just realized they have one backer for that already. they already have someone who paid two yeah twenty thousand twenty thousand plus six thousand or what was it three thousand at least for 3, us yeah um jesus wallpapers and the last thing that they're offering is their eternal love and devotion what's the cash value of that uh about Oh, you can get that for the ten thousand. Why the fuck would I pay for Eternal Love and Devotion on twenty when I can get it for ten, bitch? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eternal. What's the cheapest one you can get our Eternal Love and Devotion on? Seventy five hundred, five thousand. I'm up at three hundred now. Uh, five thousand. I think all of them have that. Oh, one fifty. That's where it tops off. Anything Damn. under that, you don't get dog shit. I might have to upgrade to the one fifty. Upgrade to that one fifty, son. But yeah, I'm super into this. I'm I'm into musicals anyways. Uh-huh. But God damn. That additional Someone did 20 I wonder 000. if you could be like if you could be like, okay, how long would this D&D one shot be, right? Yeah. It doesn't really say, so I'm going to assume like 1 to 3 hours. Can I just hang out with David Gator for 3 hours on Skype? It's like, just not it's even just the local D&D thing. as well. I feel like I wouldn't want to Yeah, if you're in uh, Australia. Sure. If you're in like I'm in the neighborhood. Like I, I feel like I would be a little stressed out to do like I'd have to perform for like a legend of the industry, right? This would be like if Gary Gygax was like in my house and he was like, Hey, what'd you think of uh three edition uh three point five or whatever? You know what I mean? Like I can't just be like oh, I was a little too technical. Like you have to be like, Oh, it was amazing, it was it was phenomenal, it was oh my god, I came every minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, he, I wouldn't they, want to have to perform for David Gator. I would just want to hang out. Well, they know that you'd be sucking their dick. Like, and, and that has right. to be a I mean, that's clear. true. And, like, again, it's one of those things where, like, when you meet a famous person in real life, they're just totally normal, usually. Yeah. And they're like, uh, dude, just don't, like, just, just treat me like a person. I'm just a dude. And you're like, absolutely not. Uh, no, thank you, sir. That is not what we do Thanks here. for your opinion, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> but what's interesting is that usually on Fig, you uh, you can, um, like, there's, like, a back-end, um, like, you can, like, f- help fund the game in, like, a, what do I want to say, like, like, you get shares of it, sort of. Yeah. So, like... You can like the the fig games tend to make money, so there's actually um, here's the invest section. I'm looking into this right now live. I'm sure it's real interesting. But um, okay, so um, 
Fred has an idea for a game called Mega Super Fun Time. The only problem is he doesn't have the money. So he, Fred turns to Fig to help him raise money from fans. He signs a licensing agreement. Um, now he sets up a fundraising campaign with two options. The rewards-based crowdfunding, like Kickstarter, and the second is investing. Um, the investing is uh, fans can invest in the success of the game, like buying stock, except you're buying a stock whose returns will be revenue based on sales of the game. Um, so Fig puts up an investment campaign. As a potential investor, you evaluate the investment opportunity. You're, an invest you're a savvy investor, so you weigh the risks against potential returns. Um, other investors agree with you. The campaign succeeds. The money raised goes into um, goes to the developers so they can make the game. Uh, he posts milestones to the backers. Um, players download the game. You start to get revenue flowing. Uh, after paying expenses and costs associated with making and publishing the games, the money left over is divvied up between Fig, the creator, and the investors. So, like, let's say you put, uh, like, a thousand down, right? And so you get one share or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the game makes an additional $50,000. I'm going to pop my old calculator out. Uh -huh. So the game makes an additional, let's say, $50,000. So we divide that by three. So 16,666. Is it equal shares? What a, uh, equal shares, yeah. So one third goes to the investors. So we got 16,666 investors. You have one share. Now how many... But how many invest? How many other people? Okay, so let's say you have 1% of the shares, right? Okay. So let's say there was 100 shares, you have one. So... Uh, if we times that by 0.01, oh, uh, you will only make $166. So that was a bad example. But you'll continue to make that dividend on the game forever. If it right? continues to make money. If As long as it continues to make money. I mean, after it's made its money back, once, you, once it has made back the money of the... Um, uh, like the costs... Once the once the original cost of making it has been superseded, everything after that is profit forever. So, um, you know, they say like here, like um, if you own ten percent of the shares, you get ten percent of the dividends. If you own twenty percent of the shares, you get twenty percent of the dividends. Like it's it's a flat like, um, uh, you know, so the the that third of the extra money that just goes out to everybody forever. I would assume every pay like quarter or something i don't know so let's look at i know they had a graph somewhere why can't i find that there was a somewhere they had a graph that was like it showed like what people have made back on the games sec filings invest page i can't find it now but i i have seen that um right yeah i don't know where that ended up but um you know, not every game ends up making money, but at the same time, it's like you sort of become like this is a really weird position. Like something like this hasn't always existed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool idea, definitely. Where it's like, okay, not only are we trying to get like so on Kickstarter, you know, I could, you know, my friend is making a game, let's say, and he is trying to raise. Uh, let's keep it simple again, like $5,000, right? So it's like, hey, I'm making this card game. I'm, I need to take five months. So five months of rent and bills is $1,000 a month. So I need $5,000, right? Mm. And anything after that is, is is pure profit. So 
you know, he ends up with the finished product, um, sends it out to the backers and sends additional ones to Target because Target likes to sell, you know, tabletop games and shit now. So, um, you know, it's, it's like I need $5,000 to be able to complete this project. So, you know, it's a good friend of mine. I see him a couple times a year. Like, it's not somebody that hangs out at my house, but somebody I want to succeed or whatever. So, like, you know, it's two days before the deadline and he only has $4,000. If I put $1,000 down just so he can clear his goal or whatever, like, I just gave him $1,000. Like, the gift that I get back is not worth $1,000 usually, right? Because they need to make money on it. Right. So, like, if somebody has a Kickstarter and they break perfectly even, they've actually lost money because they didn't pay all their bills for that amount of time, right? Right. So, like, they can't... If I ask... If I give them a $20 benefit and they give me a $20 gift card to Subway, they didn't make any money. Like, nothing actually happened, right? We just... I just... He just laundered my money, basically. <laughs> so, like... Um, you know, the, the whole idea behind Fig is, like, hey, if you're really invested in this thing succeeding, we actually want to give you, like... You're literally invested in it succeeding. Like, if this game succeeds, you make money, Right? So, that's kind of the goal behind it, which is, like I said, really interesting. It's really a cool thing. I've tried to mention other FIG projects, but it kind of depends on, um, you know, what they're working on, I guess. So, um, like, you know, this Chorus game, it seems like they want to keep all the revenue. So, they're doing their $600,000 goal to make the game or whatever. But they're not giving out the investment that I've seen yet. Sometimes that comes a little later. So, uh, like, I think homeworld 3 is doing it homeworld 3 yeah i saw their name yeah 500 dollars a share so let's see if we can find out how many shares there are um maximum amount offering ten thousand. so let's again i'm not very good at math so uh ten thousand. Oh, nope that's 10 million <laughs> whoops uh divided by 500 uh so there's twenty thousand shares so if you wanted 10 percent of the shares you would need to buy 2,000 shares at 500 bucks pop. You'd have to invest uh, a million. Okay. Oh, I could have done that earlier. God. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of tough. But that's only if they sell that many. Right. So they could end up selling less and you only spent, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's. So what we're saying is it's sketchy. It's weird. I mean, it's ultimately, it's something that's like, again, if you're really into, so I'm like a big David Gator fan, like, I could put down that money and be like, well, I assume that this money is gone, but in a good circumstance, this could be giving some cash back to me, right? Right. And you do tend to get, like, some backer rewards with it, too. Yeah, I mean, I do see here for, like, Homeworld, you get a free copy of the game. Like... Yay, $60. Thank you. <laughs> also, if I buy... 50 shares do i get 50 free copies of the game hey because then you could be like hey hold on i'm gonna like redirect some of these i'm gonna have a giveaway i'm gonna do yeah try to generate more interest in your game right that's interesting huh. all right let's why don't we scoot along from this i feel like we spent a long time on fig yeah i'm just very work. interested in it it's very interesting for sure yeah this is gonna be a long show long show sorry folks yep i hope you were fucking all right go ahead that um decimate this shit so uh last week we talked a little bit about um sean Layden leaving uh like playstation and sony while mike yarbaugh is leaving uh xbox and microsoft um strange 
After 20 years at Microsoft, it's time for my next adventure. It's been a great ride at Xbox. Future is bright. Thanks to everyone at Team Xbox. I'm incredibly proud of what we accomplished, and I wish you the best. Um, his announcement the follows rest. a pair of notable departures. Um, you know, of course, mentioning John Layden. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's that's big. I mean, he spent nearly 20 years at Microsoft in microsoft in a variety of roles um currently he was the corporate vice president of xbox live game pass and mixer yeah mixer and mixer that's interesting yeah um so he said he's super excited to announce what his next steps will be um Hmm. so he's moving somewhere he's doing something he already has an idea in mind he probably already has a job to be honest I don't think he would leave without... Like, sometimes you do see people leave and they're like, you know what, I'm just done. That's game. I think I'm just going to come somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw that with uh, Reggie, right? Right, right. Well, he went back and started... Didn't he go back and teach at a university? Yeah, he's, like, transitioned to a university. I mean, he's not, like... Yeah, I don't mean he retired. I mean, he's just done with games, it seems like. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go teach marketing at a college or whatever the fuck. Sure. So it's like, yeah, I like... This could definitely be an example of, like, you know, the people who um, just get burned out on video games. And it's like, all right, well, that was cool. See ya. I mean, but they had to be pretty close to retiring. I do know the the Sony Japan Asia president, uh, he retired. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The other ones, yeah. not so much. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh weird for sure it's uh you see i'll be interested to see what what uh mike yabara ends up doing isn't that like sabaro subs yeah you think they have like warring families the sabaros and the yabaras probably i don't know how to pronounce that i don't even try european people need to just fucking agree on a language yeah for real um (laughs) so moving right along to our last article of the show uh, nothing too crazy. We talked. I talked a bit about Apex previously, but they are doing a uh, cool Halloween event that was a little exciting. Um, I do know this move to the newer map has been um, has been a little bit of a you know love it hate it kind of thing. Some people liked it. Mm. Some people are like the map's smaller. It's different. I don't know where stuff's at. It, you know, kind of like that kind of uh, talk from some of the bigger people uh, that you know enjoy the game. Um, yeah. But the, we are making a return to the previous map um, for this Halloween event called uh, Fight or Fright. Um, it'll be running from October 15th to November 5th. Um, and they'll be running a bunch of limited time stuff, uh, including a limited time game mode called Shadowfall, which features a nighttime version of the original map, King's Canyon. Um, and uh, from what I understand... When you die, instead of dying and just, uh, you know, ceasing to exist, I hear that you can come back as a, uh, kind of like a zombie. So the hundred people can stay Mm. in the map and hunt the others. Um, So, uh, you know, that was a pretty cool little thing um, that, you know, I I was was reading about. And aside from that... um, let me see if I can get a little bit of video on that. There it is. King's Canyon at night. It looks spooky. You know, really big moon high in the sky. 
Um, moon high. High moon. Um, Get it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with this uh, new mode, there's also a bunch of earnable and cosmetics, um, including two legendary weapon skins. Um and a bunch of other just skins for characters. There's, you know, a ton of new, uh, like, challenges. So basically, if you complete the challenges, uh, you will get the, you know, complete the challenge you fight, you get the, like, reward. Um, mm. So getting kills can get you badges. Doing specific kills will get you other specific things, and that would include uh, the weapons, uh, the two legendary weapon skins. One of them looks like a scarecrow. It's called uh, Nocturnal Elegance. Uh, or no, it's mm. called the Haymaker. Excuse me. It's for the weapon. I like Nocturnal Elegance, though. Uh, the Haymaker is the... It, it's for the Alternator, which is uh, a submachine gun. Um, as well, uh, Nocturnal Elegance is a skin for the Devotion, um, which looks very vampiric. Very sharp and mm. pointy. Has a lot of gold, red, and black. Um, and that's a LMG. And then there's limited time cosmetics that you can get. There's uh, 24 themed cosmetics um, that are like floating through the game. You can get them a variety of ways. Uh, one, uh, you know, some of those cosmetics include um, a Frankenstein looking skin for Gibraltar, uh, a demonic clown for Caustic. Uh, mm. A vampire skin with a high collared coat for the new character, um, and uh, yeah, you know, there's a ton of other things that are happening. So that's gonna be kicking off right before Halloween, um, and that's gonna be pretty. I think we'll see pretty much the normal map turn into almost like a ghost town, uh, just because that's you know pretty big. Uh, one yeah. limited time events like that pop up. Um, aside from that, I do know, I'm not sure if this has happened already, but there was a change to the, um, shooting range as well in the game. I don't know if it's coming for this or if, it, you know, this is going to be something that's coming later. Um, uh, but the change is a, uh, like it'll have like all of the weapons and all of the gear displayed mm -hmm. and you can, you know, mix and match and see what weapon you know, like, best suits you and all that. So, yeah. kind of cool extra little things. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be cool to kind of head back to uh, Kings Canyon, especially at night, it being all spooky. and uh, Yeah, I can't wait to see some of the modes. So, I just kind of wanted to bring that up because there's a lot of cool stuff coming to that. And if you actually unlock all 24 of the Fright or Flight uh, packs... Uh, you get uh, something called an heirloom set. And those are usually pretty rare. They're making this one pretty easy to get, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But I ended up getting one for a character called Wraith. Um, it was like 0.07% chance to get out of an Apex box. And mm -hmm. I ended up getting it. And it instead of her running around with fists and just punching people, she runs around with... Um, uh, avoid charge like kunai that she can stab people mm. with it doesn't do any more damage but it looks really cool and it came with a uh, uh like an extra line that tells people to fuck off <laughs> it's like hey you know what i look like come find me 
And uh, then the other thing it came with, I think, was like a um, a banner. It's like a movable, like the banner. Like usually they have a few. There's like three or four that uh, when you're looking at someone's banner, you can see the character moving. Usually they're mm-hmm. static, but this one's uh, an extra one that moves. She like throws like the void charge kunai at the camera. That's pretty. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And there's one coming up for Lifeline. You just gotta unlock all the stuff. So. Uh, pretty uh neat stuff there um but yeah that pretty much wraps up our show for today um it went a little longer than usual yeah if you guys have any questions about fig uh don't email me because i don't know yeah uh you can look that up at gofigyourself.org i like that i like that it's an organization hell yeah uh but um (laughs) fig.org again um (laughs) So we did have a few problems with today's show, including uh, audio issues. We were doing video in the beginning, but it kind of bogged things down, so we killed it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I'm kind of glad we got to test out some of these things, see what that's all about, and you know, know where we stand. But um, if you guys do have any questions about anything, or you know, want to tell us that we're idiots, you can let us know uh, mm. over on Twitter at Mammoth Game Sync. You can also come here and know when we go live and do. Uh, silly stupid shit just like this um, as well you guys uh, we greatly appreciate all the likes comments and shares over at facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc uh, where you can chat with us on the daily about all the stuff we usually talk about here uh, if uh, you guys are listening to this uh, on the podcast uh, definitely check it out Wednesday we'll have our third episode of uh, story mode uh, which is where we run down the entire story of a video game, uh, one of the games in the series. Um, up next is uh, The Witcher 3. We've already done Witcher 1 and 2. You can check that out, um, you know, in our backlog. And uh, Get him. He agrees. Yeah, he's like, go check it out. What the fuck are you waiting for? Um, so go check all that out and uh, join us. Uh, we do this live every Sunday. Here on twitch.tv backslash Mammoth Games Inc. So, uh, for Nux the dog, who uh, thinks that, you know, you guys should join us. Because you're being invaded or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and for myself, Night Swarm. Uh, and, of course, Filter Court. Do you have any last things to say? Uh, Put you on the spot. Buy Chorus on Fig. Oh, see, I was hoping you'd say everybody Wang Chung tonight. But that's the show. Mm. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.